welcome to the Well and Wealthy podcast with your host, Alicia McPherson. Five surprising stressors that are probably killing your weight loss goals. So if you haven't noticed, my favorite thing to talk about is stress, the stress response, because for me, it was life-changing when I understood how much stress was contributing to my health, right? My energy, my motivation, everything, my relationships with other people, my body composition, all of it. So in this this podcast, I want to talk about five surprising stressors, okay? Things that you don't often think about. We know money can be a stressor, job changes, moving houses, busy schedule, those can be very stressful. A conflict with someone can be very stressful, right? These things we know are stressful, but I want to talk about more surprising ones. Things that linger in the deep, in, in, hidden places that might be activating that stress response. So the first one is our internal dialogue. Okay, the way that you talk to yourself. The way that the the way that you talk to yourself when you walk by the mirror, okay, whether you're just catching your reflection in the mirror, maybe you get out of the shower and you see yourself naked, you catch yourself in in the car window reflection or you're walking along a store and you catch yourself there. It used to be when I was shopping, I hated shopping. I hated seeing myself in the reflection of the mirror. I hated the store realtors coming and telling me I looked good when we all knew I didn't (laughs) and the pants didn't fit. I hated that experience. And I would say really awful things to myself when I was shopping. Awful. Okay. So the way that we speak to ourselves about ourselves, the thoughts that we have significantly impact our stress levels and affect our ability to lose weight. Even how we view the world. If we're constantly seeing things in a negative light or dark and twisty, we see rain and we immediately go miserable instead of seeing the beauty that it can provide for plants. When we have a situation happen and we can't see any of the good in it, we're constantly negative about that. And and I know I I have a lot of compassion for some of our clients where I know they're in a really rough state. They maybe just quit smoking. They maybe are taking care of parents. They maybe had a health scare. And sometimes the way they react and respond isn't them. It's almost a gremlin. I call her Becky. Becky's living under the surface and she comes up and snaps. I had this this client once and I, I just adored her. She was so amazing. And she was transitioning from drinking quite a bit. And one night she fell into some glasses of wine and and had a really stressful situation with her partner and she snapped and she looked around her for anyone and everyone that she could take out in the blow and came after me and I I had been close with her and it really caught me off guard but I just said you know what I, I know what she's going through just let's let's hold her in this moment let's support her in this moment and gave her some love that night and also some boundaries that hey I know you're going through something right now. However, I'm not available to be spoken to like this. Let's touch base in the morning, but I care about you. I appreciate you. Are you okay right now? Yes, okay. Here's what I want you to do. Like, let's take a bath. Let's let's watch a movie. Like, let's do some things, maybe cook, order some food, and let's touch base in the morning. And in the morning, she came to me so apologetic. I can't believe I acted like that. I'm so sorry I took it out on you oh, I feel so embarrassed and and ashamed. And I said, there's no reason to feel embarrassed and ashamed. This is what I deal with is is this stressed out state. And it's important for me to really work on keeping my calm and and composure when people are going through things. Because right now, 
we don't know how to deal with the stress, right? We're, we're seeing everything and snapping at everything and having someone just take a moment and hold us in that and share compassion for us and just let us sit, not go anywhere and not, it, I, I call this the trigger ball effect. So our world is so highly triggered, right? Everyone's triggered. And so triggered person goes and has a conversation with another person and says something that triggers them. Maybe they look at them the wrong way or, you know, they're, the, the, the receiving person is also in an upset state. So they're taking everything this person says the wrong way and now they're triggered. And then the trigger bounces back and forth, back and forth, right? So we want to learn how to stop the trigger ball, right? We want to learn to be the people that can hold that energy knowing that this person's going through a rough time. I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to deal with my response to it. I'm going to hold myself with lots of compassion and I'm going to give them a lot of compassion. And, and of course, be respectful for boundaries, okay? Because we can say, that's not okay right now. I love you. I care about you. I want to support you. I appreciate you, but that's 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 my line. I can't have you talking to me like this. It doesn't make me feel good. Let's take a pause. Let's take a break. So this kind of scenario, this inner dialogue, whether it's towards yourself, self-criticism, self-doubt, negative self-talk, I'm so stupid. Why can't I figure this out? I'm so dumb. I'm so broke. I'm so whatever negative association you have with, with words, this is going to cause a stress response, but also the way that you view the world around you. If you're constantly fixated on lack, nothing is ever good enough. There's never enough. I'm always, there always should be more. I can't see the beauty. I'm always seeing the lack. You're going to, it's, you're going to have a terrible time with life. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. But can you start switching that to abundance? So I call this the, the flip right? If I'm, and I've been in situations, I've talked quite a bit about the stressful situation earlier this year. We went through quite a few things back to back and it was hard. And I noticed I was following, falling into this negative pattern of, pattern of thinking where, oh, it's too cold out. Oh, this sucks. It's too hot. The rain sucks. The mud sucks. Everything sucks, right? It was just constant complaining and it's not who I am. And I, I picked up on it myself and I said to Kirk, man, I'm complaining a lot okay, something's going on. So I started to, to play this appreciation game and we play this often on our walks where we just, for the full walk, full half of the walk, we, 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 do, we circle our field or we have a Christmas tree farm, so we circle the field and then we'll just say things that we appreciate. And it, it starts off big, like I appreciate the sun, I appreciate you, I appreciate life, but then it's, I appreciate the sound of those birds in the tree. I, I really appreciate this one tree. I love walking in the field in the fall with this one tree. It has the most magnetic, beautiful colors. I love this tree. And taking moments to, to really appreciate it and the beauty of that tree. It might be, I appreciate the grass from growing and it's really green, right? I appreciate the smell of my dog and my one dog. We have four dogs and three cats and a turtle. And my one dog sleeps on me every night. Like not just beside me, he sleeps on top of me. In between my legs, I I sleep like a starfish and he sleeps on top of me every night. So I wake up and he's there and I just love him. And I I love that he's a shawl for me. He's my blanket, I love it. So I'll take moments to appreciate that. I have one dog who's absolutely wild. I can't imagine her being in a house with with no backyard. We've got a big, beautiful farm that she gets to run in. And I'm, I'm just so grateful. I appreciate her so much. She's the love of my life, my soulmate dog. And, uh, I'm just, I, I can show moments of just appreciating her flying through the yard and being so completely free and appreciating us that we could give her this life. And I appreciate the situation that got us her. It just fills you with so much 
it's almost it brings tears to your eyes because you feel so much overwhelming joy and magic and possibilities. It's it's quite beautiful. So the first thing you got to look at is are you catching yourself in this it's not enough lack everything sucks mindset? Can you try to I'll just sometimes cancel cancel it where the negative thought will creep in like oh I'm so fat cancel cancel. Oh, I'm so ugly. Cancel, cancel. Oh, I hate this. Cancel, cancel. Sometimes that will be enough. Sometimes you've got to do the deeper work to reframe it, right? Where you knock the belief off when you're saying, I'm so stupid. Like, are you really so stupid? Compared to who? Compared to what? What are examples that you're not so stupid? Okay, can you challenge that belief? Well, I've got a good job and, you know, I, I've kept my dogs live and fed and healthy. Am I really that stupid? No. Okay, can I challenge that? Am I actually like a pretty smart person? Yes. Awesome. Well, that's that's cool. Or for me, it was no one likes me. That was my core belief for a long time. That people just don't like me. Whenever something happens, it, not so much now. I've done a lot of work on it. But when I first started my business, it was no one likes me. They don't want to read my emails. They don't want to watch me on social media. It's a big deal putting yourself on social media. Like props to any of you entrepreneurs out there. It's scary to go in front of people and post content knowing that anyone at any point could tell you you're dumb and you're wrong and you're stupid and your stuff sucks and you know, whatever things that people love to tell me over the years. And so my, my original belief was no one likes me. And it took a lot of willpower and gust and grit to post online and start building an audience because I had that core belief. No one likes me. Everyone hates me. No one's want to be, no one's going to want to be my friend. No one's going to want to buy my program. No one's going to want to work with me. It was a core belief and I had to challenge that. And it came from, unfortunately, a, a lot of situations with friends that didn't work out and the experiences I had with friends that were really sad and falling out that, that just broke my heart. And that formed this wound of no one likes me. No one, no one, wants, to, no one wants to be my friend. Everyone hates me. And, and I had to start challenging it. Like, was that really true? Uh, no. Do we have friends? Uh, yes. Um, were you a bad person with those friendships ending? No. Do you know that some people come into your life for beautiful reasons and some people, you know, are lessons and memories and they help you learn and, and you can grow from them? Yes. Okay, cool. Can I, can I challenge that belief? Am I really that unlovable? Do I really think that everyone hates me and doesn't like me? No. Okay. So I can start, I can start reframing that belief. Okay. So that's the first one. Now we also have environmental toxins. So these are little things in the environment that are actually disrupting our hormones, so endocrine disruptors. And they could be certain chemicals and, and pollutants. They have a huge effect on our weight loss efforts and they can induce inflammation in the body and they trigger that protective response that involves the release of cortisol. So perfumes, fragrances, how you clean your house, detergents, like every, everything. You, I know this is really overwhelming. I have some other episodes on this on where you can start but you want to look at your environmental toxins around you and just try one at a time cleaning this up because it does cause this inflammatory response in your body now the next one we have is core stress wounds now this does connect to our inner dialogue right we've got the inner dialogue which is consciously what we're thinking and, and we know we're thinking it like you might even say it out loud i'm so dumb right i feel so fat today so these are things that we're consciously aware of, but we also have core stress wounds, and these are deep-seated emotional wounds, people-pleasing tendencies, really high expectations of yourself, 
everybody around you, feelings of unworthiness. So the example I gave was I was saying to myself, no one likes you, no one wants to buy from you, no one wants to be your friend. And the root of that was this feeling of unworthiness and unlovable. Okay, so you can see how they're connected. Essentially, the the internal dialogue is often connected to a core stress wound. And core stress wounds connect or attract, sorry, stress like a magnet. So they often explain why we continue to put ourselves in chaotic situations, why we say yes to things that we probably shouldn't be saying yes to, or we put such a high pressure on ourselves to do these things that it creates it creates massive stress and chaos and unrealistic expectations in our life. Okay. Or we're unable to, let's say, shake a perceived stressor. So maybe your husband takes out the trash and that's his responsibility. And let's say he forgets and it drives you nuts. Okay. You get so mad at him, so mad. You snap and, and, and you start freaking out and you get into this big fight over it. And then he starts getting defensive trigger ball, right? You're, you're triggered because this garbage didn't get taken out and he's triggered. It might have sparked something from his past, maybe his parents yelling at him or his mother yelling at him. So now he's triggered and then he yells back at you and the trigger ball, you can see it, right? It's like boing, 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 boing. <laughs> so this is most likely activated due to a core stress wound that maybe got um, put into your body when you were six years old, maybe 12 years old. Maybe you were told to constantly be quiet, like shut up, shut up, don't talk anymore, or you're too loud or be quiet, go sit in the corner, be good. And now you have a disbelief of not being seen, not being heard. And so when your husband forgets to do something, your six-year-old self gets re-triggered of no one wants to listen to me. No one's listening to me. I'm not seen. I'm not heard. No one respects me. People are just telling me to be quiet. No one's really listening to me. And that gets re-triggered. So we want to just pay attention to maybe core stress wounds that we have going on. And this is some deep analysis work, I would say. But it will, will really help you see what your patterns are when you snap at something that you probably shouldn't have snapped at. Why? Where is this coming from? What's a lesson you've been taught? Maybe when you were taught... <laughs> said that weird but what's a lesson you were taught then when that that uh, you learn when you were younger that's now creating these patterns these pathways for you to respond and react a certain way all right next one we have is using your phone late at night people please stop please stop this and I am the best case the, the guess the best case study for this because Kirk has to forcefully take the phone out of my prying hands at 6.30 every night. And I can tell you for certainty, this changes your sleep immensely, your circadian rhythm immensely. When I'm on my phone too late into the night, I may fall asleep quickly, but I will wake up every night, 3 a.m., 100% will wake up. I wake up with anxiety in the mornings. Sometimes it'll take me a lot longer to fall asleep. So when he takes that phone away, it is the best thing for me because my circadian response is going to become a lot more regulated opposed to the disruption of the phone with blue light. Sometimes I'm checking email, social media, and high resolution devices. It's going to affect your sleep quality and your circadian rhythm and your stress response. Okay, so it's going to activate that cortisol. Now you've got that disrupted rhythm. When cortisol is supposed to be calming down, it's now elevated and you've got disrupted cortisol response. All right, and we know that cortisol response is going to affect appetite and motivation levels. Okay, the last one I have for today is prolonged sitting. So if you are someone that works from your computer, you're an entrepreneur, you have a desk job, this is going to impact 
your health in huge ways. It affects our stress levels and it affects blood sugar levels. And these two amigos are best friends. So if you got activation of insulin, you're going to get stress. If you got stress, you're going to get insulin. So when you're sitting for too long without movement, our muscles are less active. We've got reduced glucose uptake and it can increase and trigger that stress response in your body, raising cortisol levels. So can you get more walks into your day? Maybe it's morning, maybe it's midday. Can you set reminders on your phone to get up and just move? I know they said that the ballpark is 10K steps. I'd settle for 8K steps in a day or just getting outside would be best, right? With nature, with the sunlight, especially in the winter, that's going to be your your best bet. But um, I honestly, I would pick that above all else. It's, it's not often that I won't get outside for two walks a day, two 30 minute walks a day. But I mean, if it's icy and you can't, a track, an indoor track would probably be my next favorite or elliptical, treadmill, something like that. But I find those boring. I like to get outside and nature actually reduces cortisol levels too. So if you can get surrounded by nature, it will, 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 will improve cortisol levels. All right, thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for more help and support on your weight loss journey, I'd be honored to invite you into our weight loss protocol. I'll leave a link in the show notes where you can book a complimentary assessment and see what the root cause of your your weight loss resistance is and if potentially we could help you. All right, talk to you soon.